You're listening to The Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan. Ryan, it's going to be three weeks in a row. We've got another honorary Mason with us. You're damn right. Today we are going to induct yet another honorary Angry Mason. Here he is, all the way from the streets of West Palm Beach. The honorary angry Mason, Jacob. Hey, Yay! Guys. I feel love. <laughs> Basketball. Yeah, Welcome to the nothing, show, Jake. Thank nothing, you, guys. Nothing but love. Not like butt love, but I mean, yeah. Okay, lots of love for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job on that one. <laughs> yeah, way to back out of that love. one, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, so Andre, I get it. All right. <laughs> so the listeners are probably wondering, uh, who's this Jake guy? Now we've mentioned you a few times because you're a super fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're always mentioning good old super fan Jake. Uh, but Ryan, why don't you tell us uh, where Jake comes from? How we know him? Well, as to where he comes from, um, that's a mystery. But I know him from uh, our days working together at a certain um, soon-to-be defunct. Uh, Magazine publisher. Oh. Wow, it's not defunct yet. Not yet. It's still clinging to life. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, fingers crossed for those guys. Yeah, I actually part of my job back then was, and I can't even believe I got paid well to do this, but uh, I was like, like the head cheerleader, but without the dirty knees. I would. I was basically supposed to like send out inspirational emails and get people all rah rah up and that really manifested in some weird ways like uh this one year they had us do like a holiday video so people would come in and they would like sing their favorite holiday song or ooh, i remember that yeah you did uh what song did you do i did louis armstrong's um what a wonderful world me and yes. one of our coworkers did that, and it was beautiful. And I really regret not stealing it from their hard drive and taking it with me because that was ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. You know what? I still have that clip laying around somewhere. Oh, <laughs> all right. We got to do that. We got to release that to the world. Um, I think we do. Oh yeah, yeah. You I find remember- that, and uh, it goes on next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, it's going on. All right. And uh, yeah, there. Uh, also, we, you and I and another coworker, good friend of ours, uh, uh, Ray Two Times, mm-hmm. um, we did like a, a joke segment where we would each tell a setup line and then the punchline to like these holiday dad jokes. Like, um, you know, what do you call a cat on the beach? Santa what? Claus. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Was so, oh, so bad. So bad. I do remember um, you you kind of threw like pep rallies and stuff like that. Um, you, they, I don't know what it was, but you were you were trying to get us ready for like like hula Fridays or something like that. And you ah. came like it seemed like you busted through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. And then everyone was like shocked. And I got a picture of that moment. And in the background, you can see one of our coworkers' faces, like sheer terror, sheer terror. <laughs> like she had no idea what was happening at all. I didn't either, but I luckily was not on that end of the camera. I was taking the picture, but it was awesome and scary at the same time. And yeah. uh, I'll never forget that. I was wearing a, uh, like a Hawaiian shirt, like a Hawaiian bowling shirt, you know, uh, khaki mm-hmm. pants, and then this grass skirt, and I went out, and they started playing this like uh, Indonesian music, and I did an actual haka dance in front of the entire customer service department. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What you didn't know at the time is that it's not traditional to be naked while doing that dance. Yeah, I only remember him wearing that like hula skirt. That's like it. Though. Hey, I was I was wearing a smile as well. Hmm. Oh, that's 
Yeah. That's awful. Oh, that's what I remember. That's right. The <laughs> smile. It was horizontal, uh, well, in your face, but, you know, vertical somewhere else. Oh, yeah. No, I put it in a lot of people's faces because they like that. <laughs> well, uh, so the listeners now uh, know a little bit more about Jake, but I don't think they know quite enough, Ryan. I think maybe we've got some questions for him. You're damn right we do. It's our four questions and one to know on. So first question, Jake, you're at the bar. Your friends are there. They start chanting, shots, 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 shots. What are you shooting? I'm shooting the bartender first because he probably has a shotgun that's hidden underneath <laughs> that like counter area. So he's dying first. Then I'm going to shoot my best friend first because I don't want him to see all the other people die. Then work my way down to the least friend. And unfortunately, they're just going to have to witness murder. And then be murdered. If you're asking about drinks. (laughs) Oops. If you're asking about drinks, uh, you know, just have a beer. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, well, let's say after you murder all those people in that bar, uh, you're waiting on death row to be executed in the morning. What is your last meal request? Uh, Last meal. Um, I probably would realistically, I would want Gordon Ramsay to cook something from the ocean. And, um, Oh, were you saying Ryan? I was going to say just anything from the ocean. So what if it was like an old boot fished off the shore of New Jersey or something? Or like Um, a, a blobfish. Yeah. Well, Honestly, the more endangered, the better. <laughs> I want that kind of meal coming from Gordon Ramsay because I want it to be unique. I want him to be like, I can be the, I, I'll be the only person who can cook you this meal perfectly. So, uh, yeah, if the blobfish is endangered, uh, yeah, I'll take that. So you can you, you be on death row and want to bring an entire species with you. I demand a narwhal. <laughs> it's your final request. They're not going to say no. I also figure it'll buy me some time too cuz they got to go find Gordon Ramsay. They got to go find an endangered species and then uh enough butter to make it taste good. Yeah, win-win. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to get an extra day out of that one. <laughs> Now, uh, Jacob, uh, the people who know you know that you are a committed and devoted family man. Uh, in fact, you're like the first person with an intact nuclear family that we've had on the show. So uh, it's rare. I got to ask you have you have children, right? Like, yes. more than one. Mm-hmm. So which child do you love the most? Oh. Uh, that's a tough one. That's like a really tough question, Ryan. Um, most people don't want to give an answer here, but I'm going to go with whatever kid's going to invent something useful and make a lot of money or be that athlete or actor, or maybe a YouTube sensation and make a lot of money. And then that's the kid (laughs) I'll love the most. That's, uh, I think that was the message of Sophie's choice. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. You know, and that's a tough question. That's like asking me which cat I love the most impossible to answer. Dan, it's not the same. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I don't under, I don't get it. I, I think it's the same. All right. Well, uh, anyway, I, I know that you've got uh, you've got several tattoos, Jake. Uh, you know, uh, quite a few there. What's your favorite tattoo, and why'd you get it? Um, my favorite tattoo that I have is a tattoo of Man Bear Pig from South Park. Um, amazing. I got. Yeah, it's a it's it's a unique one. I don't think a lot of people have it, or possibly no one has it. It was. I got this sketch from the the show South because they actually had like a sketch of South of a man bear pig on South Park where Al Gore just kind of drew his rendition of it. And that's the one I have. And then there's an actual (laughs) monster in the TV show like that actually came to life man bear pig and uh, don't have that one. Not yet. But um, I got the sketch man bear pig um, as like a job application for my friend. Um, He was kind of trying to find somebody who he could actually like tattoo so he could prove to these people, yeah, I can get this job. I can do it. I can make you guys some money. So he called me up. He's like, Hey, uh, do you want to come down and get a tattoo? And I said, sure. He, he's like, well, what do you want to get? And I'm like, man, bear pig. And he's like, how about I give you a real tattoo? And I said, no, I kind of want uh, something ridiculous. Uh, the more ridiculous, the better. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my tattoo man, bear pig. 
That is freaking amazing. It is. It is. That's literally a week ago. Somebody actually came up to me and and like pointed it out. Like I was at a mall. I was at the uh, Sawgrass Mall down uh, in guess what Sunrise or Fort Lauderdale, whatever you want to call it. Hollywood. But um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody came up to me uh, and was like, "Hey, is that man bear pig?" And I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like you actually know what this this is incredible. (laughs) A little conversation about it. Unfortunately, the yeah. older you get, I think it's going to be more difficult to find people who know uh, what it well, is. Well, I can't, right. I can't wait till I become an old man and someone's like, "What is that?" And I'm like, oh, "It's Man Bear Pig from South Park." <laughs> and then just get this long-winded like answer, and this like kid who's just trying to walk away from me before I can get it. No, stay. Let me tell you. Oh, I shit my pants. And <laughs> I think the next. Uh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, by then you might have forgotten like where it came from anyway. <laughs> That's right. I'll be real. old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be old and senile. It's man, elephant. Oh, yeah. God. Where am I? And I was going to say, you could actually be having that conversation like next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might not be long. And if I'm old enough, I could be having that conversation by myself. I don't have anybody with me at all. I'm just talking to myself. I'm like, where'd you get that? Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) Well, that's uh, that's four questions. Now we need one to know on. What do you got for him, Ryan? What makes Jake nonplussed? Nonplussed. Oh, man. Well, I think that's a two-parter. Nonplussed. I mean, I would be nonplussed if I went on a diet. And then I would be nonplussed. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, fat joke. But uh, I think people who are like way into politics, like kind of just confuses me and leaves me speechless a little bit. Like the, the ones who are really too into politics. And I sent uh, a picture to one of our angry Masons, Ryan, of uh, the face that kind of encapsulates that. It's the uh, crazy lady at a Trump rally. And Donald Trump's kind of like meeting, greeting people. And, you know, there's all these, there's just this mass of people trying to touch him and look at him. And there's this woman whose mouth is like just gaping open and her eyes are as wide as they can go. And she's holding up her kid for Donald Trump to either touch or eat or something. (laughs) And It's like a sacrifice. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like, she's like, sacrifice, eat my baby. (laughs) And I'll post the picture up later. I'm sure Ryan will post it up as well. But it is the craziest thing is is people who get, like, way into politics and they kind of self-identify, like, themselves in politics um, to that level where you're holding up a sign that says, thank you, Lord Jesus, for President Trump, and you mean it. Like, I saw the picture that you're talking about, and... What it reminded me of is every H.P. Lovecraft story I read where someone looks upon some unspeakable horror from the cosmos, and that's the face I imagine that they would have. All right, so now that the listeners know a little bit more about you, Jake, it's time for you to buckle up because you're taking the full Angry Mason's ride, and it's going to start with a little bit of wacky news. You know, in my line of work, I have to take Ubers a lot. Uh, it's something I, uh, you know, I enjoy a lot more than taking a subway or a bus or something. Uh, you guys ever have you? Ever, do you ever Uber? Is that something you guys ever have to do? Um, I've not so much yet. No, I've done it twice, and both times were to a Halloween party, and um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what Uber's for, right? Is if you're going to go somewhere where you know you're probably not going to be in a condition to drive back, uh, then you've got Uber there to get you, right? And you don't have to worry about uh, getting pulled over or, or, or killing somebody because you're drunk, right? But uh, unfortunately, uh, from the point of view of the Uber driver, not every passenger uh, is ideal. And uh, this first story comes from an Uber driver who had a little bit of a terrifying incident with one of his passengers. Uh The driver's name is Dax Castro, first of all, and he picked up a passenger from outside a sports bar in Sacramento uh, just past Saturday night. And uh, when they got on the freeway, the passenger started acting a little bit strangely. How strange was he? 
Sorry. <laughs> uh, pretty strange, Ryan. Uh, at first, it starts off kind of innocent. Uh, the man tries to touch Castro's hand, and uh, you know the driver tells him, "Hey, you got to stop that." Uh, and the man starts muttering, "I love you, brother." Uh, but then he starts muttering, "We're gonna die," uh, and then <laughs> leans over at seventy miles an hour and tries to take hold of the wheel. Naturally. Well, that guy's getting a one-star rating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many Seriously, Uber what drivers. The... <laughs> how many of these? How many Uber drivers are going to come and pick up? Uh, what was his name? Dax Castro. Yeah, that's, that's the Uber driver's name. Oh, that's the Uber driver's name. It is. Holy yeah. crap! Uh huh. What was the passenger's name? I think it was uh, Fucky McFuckton. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was uh, Drunky McTipler. I think was his name uh, Good because God. when you. Uh, eventually the driver was able to uh, wrestle the man off of the wheel. And, uh, uh, even though he continued to attempt to wreck the car, uh, Castro was able to slow the car down and pull over to safety where he called the police. The uh, passenger was arrested and blew a 0.19 blood alcohol content. The legal limit for drivers is 0.08% or less. Well, at least he's being like halfway responsible. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, sure, because he got an Uber, right? He's not drunk driving. He just uh, tried to kill himself and the driver at the same time. So is this the first time a guy's been given a ticket for drunk passengering? <laughs> I think it might be, yeah. Wow. Do you actually – did, did he – he actually got charged for that? That guy, right? The the, the crazy passenger? Oh, the, absolutely. The yeah, he, he, was a, he was arrested. They didn't say the charge, uh, but he was arrested and taken to jail. Uh, for the, furthermore, Uber says – uh, the passenger's behavior was dangerous and unacceptable, uh, and he is now banned from the- <laughs> You think? <laughs> hey, man, uh, I know we're going 70 miles an hour, but I think this would be a really good time for me to aggressively grab the wheel and steer us right into a brick wall. Well, he's Lyft's problem now. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right, well, moving on, our next story is international. This one comes from Prague, uh, where uh, a man waited in line... That's that's what I hear. Uh, a man waited in line at a convenience store, and as he approached the cashier, he said, give me the money, I have a knife. So he pulled out the knife mm. and she gave him the money, or? Not exactly. That's when the man reached into his pants and took out his penis, saying, I have a knife with me. Whoa. That's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> is that that's not a knife. He... This is a knife. Actually, no. <laughs> oh my well, God. not only did he uh, pull out his member, um, but he actually was successful in holding up the store. The clerk was uh, so, let's say, nonplussed uh, by the man pulling out his penis. <laughs> and he went ahead and loaded a bunch of cash uh, into the bag, uh, and the man made a break for it. Okay, now, you just got to think to yourself, wow, that's a fucking impressive cop. Right, I mean, <laughs> like I couldn't get away with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, mean, uh, I don't think they would be intimidated, Ryan, uh, if you were going to go ahead and pull your penis out at the at a, you know, at the store. I don't think that would work. You've never might, seen you know, my penis. Wait, you've never seen my penis, have you? <laughs> Lord knows I, I have. <laughs> that was for work. <laughs> it was that hockey through- dance. Yeah, when you crash through the wall at, you know, 30 miles an hour and you get out stumbling with only your, you know, your little thing on there and, you know, the vertical smile and, yeah. <laughs> News world! Look at my dick! I'm like, oh my God, Ryan, what are you doing? Well, in my defense, gonna... they, they kept it very cold in there, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed they did. Uh, well, the uh, accused uh, was quickly apprehended, uh, and uh, police soon discovered he'd been running a bunch of other scams on the streets of Prague. Uh, apparently, he'd been telling people he was employed by a radio station that drove a promo car through the streets of Prague every day, uh, each time in a different place. And when a listener would catch them, uh, they would be awarded thousands of crowns. Of course, he would sell this information to uh, unsuspecting dupes, uh, and uh, none of that was true. He would just collect the cash. The man's in jail now. Uh, and uh, hopefully he doesn't go around robbing any more places with his cock. See, I was beginning to think that all of his uh, scans were dick-related, but I'm glad to know that he's not just like a one-cock pony. No, he's branching out, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not all about the penis all the time. This is a uh, very uh, deep man. This next story is back in the States. It comes from Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, you know, Ryan, you, there's this trend lately of people 
having odd animals as emotional support. I know I've heard about uh, a woman uh, trying to bring a peacock onto a plane. Uh, I think I had uh, someone once brought an otter. Um, but uh, this next story is about somebody with an animal even more strange. Hold on. I got to say first off, right? If you can't leave your pets at home, then, hey, maybe don't leave home. Okay? Because yeah. Amazon, you get shit delivered. You just live with your fucking crazy animal. All right. Proceed. Yeah. Well, you know, often these animals are, are odd, uh, a little bit crazy, but this one is downright stupid and dangerous. Uh, the guy's name is uh, Joey Henny. Uh, first of all, he spells his name J-O-I-E. So, you know, right there, he's got some issues. Oh, yeah. Uh, die, die right away. Old. Yeah. He's 65 years old uh, and has registered an emotional support animal named Wally, uh, who he likes to snuggle and give hugs with. And that's despite Wally being a five foot long alligator. Mm, Wally the alligator. Very nice. Yeah. Likes to give hugs hugs to the alligator too, huh? He snuggles. Yeah. He's mm. a snuggling alligator. You know, most people get like a snuggy. You get that like pillow, you know, the pillow that looks like your body kind of. Um, but he got an alligator. You know, that's good, good for him. He's a unique guy. Well, you know, the alligator is thinking of one thing. It's like, I can't wait to crunch this motherfucker's head in my jaws. Well, that's yeah, what I'm I think that's saying. the only yeah. thing. Well, this alligator, it isn't too big yet, uh, you know, at the moment, but uh, it's five feet long right now, but it's only four years old. It turns four years old this year. Uh, and uh, Henny says that Wally could be 16 feet long one day. Uh, right now, Wally eats chicken wings and shares an indoor plastic pond with a smaller rescue alligator named Scrappy. You know, Joey will yeah. never know because he'll be eaten alive in his own home. Yeah, how long that's until how... this story turns tragic is what I want to know. I mean, has it not already? I mean, while we're doing this, has he not already <laughs> been eaten? How does how does he think that alligator is going to get to sixteen feet long? Um, he's going to eat him, and he's going to eat the other alligator, and then, uh, well, after that, he'll die because he's going to starve in his cage because his owner's gone. Oh, poor Wally! Actually, this is a tragic tale for Wally. Sorry, Wally. Wally, no. <laughs> well, uh, he claims the alligator has never bitten anyone and is even afraid of cats. Uh, he acknowledges <laughs> Wally is still a dangerous wild animal and could probably tear his arm off, but says he's never been afraid of him. You should be. <laughs> he really should be. Uh, apparently, apparently, he's never guy... seen a he's never seen a David Attenborough video. It's like <laughs> all those animals do is just eat other animals. I That's mean, there's no vegan gators. There's no vegetarian yeah. gators. Environmentally, you know, and, you know, conscious gators. Uh, he's just going to eat you at some point. That that gator is going to eat that guy. The this reminds me of uh, that story about the guy who lived with the bears. Uh, brought his girlfriend out there, and um, he lived with bears and videotaped it for weeks. And he would like gave them all names, and he would hang out with them. And he said he was being accepted, like part of their family. Until one day, the bears decided they were going to eat him. Uh, and it was recorded on video. Uh, then his girlfriend ran over to try to rescue him, and uh, she was eaten as well, I believe. I'm, I'm not positive about that. But uh, this, uh, I feel like this is only going to end in tragedy at some point. The, the only the only redeeming aspect of the story is that this guy has probably not passed on his genetic material to a future generation. He was about to to that girl until she was eaten by that bear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, well. Moving on. Uh, our next one comes from Florida, where all sorts of wacky news always yeah. comes from. Of course. <laughs> of course it's Florida. <laughs> We're just well, uh, this a one... bunch of little rascals down here. <laughs> oh, jeez. This one comes from Pensacola, where a 38-year-old woman was arrested by deputies after she dropped her pants, blocked traffic, and exposed herself at a Florida Waffle House. Oh, my God. How do you like your strippers, uh, amateur strippers, Jake? Do you like them smothered, covered, chunked, diced, peppered, cap, topped in country? I love them uh, covered in bits of asphalt and dirt. Um, also with a uh, very, very limited amount of genes, like, you know, genetic genes, uh, <laughs> you know, denim genes. Uh, usually two teeth max. There's a two teeth max rule. That's what I like. Well, I think you have a mistress waiting for you up in uh, Pensacola. And let me just say, Pensacola, it's not really Florida, okay? It's just fucking South Alabama. I think we can all agree on that, right? <laughs> the council could That's absolutely right. Yeah, well, this wasn't just innocent streaking, Ryan. Uh, 
what happened was um, uh, the lady was asked to leave the property when she became verbally abusive, cussing, uh, and threatening to kill the employee. Um, and uh, she actually said she was going to retrieve a firearm and shoot him in the face uh, and all of his employees and everyone in the store. Uh, that's when she walked out to the middle of the parking lot, pulled down her pants, exposing her sexual organs and started dancing around. Um, I'm just going to say, um, if you see the picture of this lady and we'll post a link under this episode, I'm going to say she may have some meth issues. Hey, 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 take it easy. You're talking about the future Mrs. Hendershot here. All right. Oh, by the way, congratulations, Ryan. Thank yeah, you. That's, Thank that's you. fantastic, Ryan. I, I hope yeah. that wedding in Pensacola uh, goes really well. I hope you have a masculine <laughs> child. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, uh, this next story is going to teach you that dreams can come true. Ah, yeah, I know it's in, it's inspirational. This sounds well, really heartwarming. Yeah, it it really is. It really is. It better uh, warm my cockles, damn it. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what it'll do. The man's name is Kenneth Conan. He's 27 years old. Unfortunately, he lost the use of his legs and feeling from his arms uh, from the biceps down when he suffered a spinal cord injury at 18 years old while competitive cheerleading. Whoa. Uh, uh, you know what? In, you should just not say how he did it. Yeah, I know. If you're going to have a horrible <laughs> injury like that, you should probably come up with a, a better story to tell everybody else. But uh, that's not the heartwarming part, Ryan. It seems that uh, good old Kenneth has always had a, uh, let's call it goal, um, and that is to uh, star in a gay porn. And uh, fortunately for him, the porn studio Himeros has given him that wish, and he recently starred in his very own sex scene uh, with another man. Okay, well, the obvious question is top or bottom, but I think the unobvious question is, why? <laughs> well, duh, he was on top. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was Sorry, just like, was throw me on top! <laughs> Dreams do come true, Ryan. Um, and uh, it turns out uh, he had a scene where he actually performed oral sex on an actor uh, that was the extent of his scene. This is a uh, this is a tale for you kids. You know, never give up on your dreams because someday you could be sucking a cock on film too. Yeah, mm -hmm. nothing can hold uh, you back. Wow, that is truly depressing. I'm gonna go kill myself now. No, it's <laughs> uplifting. Damn it, uplifting. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. uplifting. Yeah, I guess I I don't know what I was hearing then. <laughs> Good God. Well, you know what? Maybe we should move on to our next story, our final story, which you may find uh, just a little more uplifting, Ryan. I think this one is actually right up your alley. Uh, that's not like some kind of homoerotic term, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, we're cool moving on from that story, Ryan. Yeah, okay. It's actually a scene from that guy's uh, porn shoot that he had. <laughs> Was that the name of the video? Right up your alley? <laughs> right up your alley. That's right. Well, uh, our next story comes from uh, from St. Paul, Ryan, where um, at least five people lately have been victimized since December 12th uh, when a man driving a gray Toyota Tacoma pulled up next to them, got out, and slapped them in the face. Oh, my God, I want to do that so much. Only not, like, slap so much as, like, uh, take out a machete and hack people with it. <laughs> Damn, Ryan. Is your machete named Kindness? <laughs> you know, it would be like a, a superhero for the people. Dr. Machete. He solves all the traffic problems with a machete. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It seems like it's uh, definitely the last, you know, kind of thing that you're going to do, I guess. You know, it doesn't. Get, there's no argument. There, there's no escalation to that. It's pretty much at the end there. Ryan won machete. Well, uh, this guy didn't just slap people in the face. Uh, one person he got out and hit with a wrench, uh, and uh, several other people have had Gatorade bottles thrown at them. Uh, so oh, that wasn't the... Gatorade. So <laughs> <laughs> well, she goes. Uh, there have been no tips yet to the police who are trying to find this man, uh, which they find curious because he has a distinctive look, a blue teardrop tattoo under his left eye. Huh. Yeah, that's actually okay. frostbite because it's St. Paul and it's the coldest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Uh, I know everyone wants to do this, but um, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. Let's go purge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan, we we all know how you um, always have a, a few issues with road rage. Uh, so when I read this story, I thought of you first. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, we're going to get into this later. I mean, literally, we're going to get into this later. But I have to say that, um, you know, if my road rage could be harnessed as an energy source, it would power the entire eastern seaboard for 48 years, 7 months, 13 hours, 4 minutes, and 20 seconds. Damn. That is an exact figure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. At least we know when to make a, make another Ryan and then, you know, harness his hatred <laughs> into like another arc. <laughs> like, we need another Ryan so we can build a new arc reactor. <laughs> Come on, there'll never be another me, I guess. I mean, no, no, everyone knows that. Ryan hates and he hates and he hates. And then when he's done, he hates some more. If there's time left. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, time to move on. And uh, for one of the last times of the year, or well, of this season anyway, it's time to talk a little bit about some football. Right, imaging. Ryan, your uh, your worst case scenario, Ryan, may just be coming true because once again the goddamn New England Patriots are in the Super Bowl. No football gods, why have you forsaken us? As Dolphin fans, our nightmare continues as the Patriots are sure to demolish the Rams uh, in the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. It's gonna happen. I mean, Tom Brady's gonna. I don't know. He's going to take it. He's going to take the perfect amount of steroids and yeah. it's going to get them through this game. Gronk is going to take some steroids. He's going to, you know, put his, put his like rechargeable leg in the part of his arm that's fallen off five times. He's going to put that on, yeah. use some super glue and they're going to, they're going to convert on that ridiculous play. And somehow Adam Vinatieri is going to kick a game winning field goal in the snow. Oh, I honestly thought that Gronk was a Yeti with alopecia. I, I guess I may be wrong. Yeah, he kind of shambles uh, like one, doesn't he? And yet somehow still cannot be covered. But uh, I think we all know that between the uh, refs hugging Brady at the start of the game, the uh, deflated footballs, and uh, the Rams practice that they're taping as we uh, speak, the Patriots are are sure to win. But we'll get into our predictions in a minute. My question for you guys is, the Patriots have been successful for so long. Why can't the goddamn Miami Dolphins buy just a little bit of success? It's not well, college football. You can't buy success in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> They've tried. Uh, don't get me wrong. Ross is not afraid to spend money. They've gone out and grabbed high-priced free agents. They've paid big bundles of cash for coaches. But everything they do seems to blow up in their face. Yeah, it's true. They, they have spent a lot of money. Like the last uh, couple of years when they had Sue, and they really put a lot of money into their defense. They put a lot of draft picks into their offensive line. So, yeah, what what is the deal? Why I don't even understand why they can't, you know, like accidentally get success. You know, the few good talents that they do draft and cultivate, they let go for, for nothing. Last year they let go of Jarvis Landry. This year they're talking about letting go of Juwan James and Xavier Howard. And what are you going to – first of all, what are you going to replace them with? Bums. What are you going to get out of it? Maybe a fourth or fifth round pick. And then we're just back to the square one again. That's true. The latest rumor is that Xavier Howard, uh, who's due for a new contract, uh, has heard rumors that uh, he could be traded. And we've all heard the Dolphins are ready to go into rebuilding mode. Is it a good idea to, uh, you know, let who could be one of the top three cornerbacks in the league? Is it a good idea to let him go or should they be paying him 15, 16 million a year? They sh- they, in my opinion, they should absolutely pay that guy. Um, I mean, most of the times NFL contracts aren't even fully guaranteed anyways. Um, so like if it doesn't work out, if the team just can't figure out how to accidentally get, you know, a quarterback, you know, one set of every, t- I don't know, 20 years, um, you know, you can always release him or trade him at that point. He's not old, is he? He's, he's still relatively young. So yeah, he's just exiting I- his rookie contract. So yeah. 
Yeah, th- yeah. throw them some money and, and and see what you can build around them. They they weren't they weren't great this year, but you know maybe maybe they'll be able to build something next year that uh, will work. But I would give them his money. Yeah, so I mean, if the rebuilding process takes like two to three years, in that fourth year, if you're only like one great defensive back away from from you know getting over that hump, and then you let him go like three years early, I mean. Or yeah. just gonna feel like assholes all over again. Yeah, this guy isn't even in the prime of his career yet. So you know, you sign him to a new contract, uh, you go through a rebuilding process for two years, and uh, you know he's still great. You know he's still gonna be a great cornerback. So at some point, you've got to try to hold on to that talent that you get in the draft. I mean, we don't want another Jarvis Landry. They so. keep doing this weird, like lazy Susan of like building something that's mediocre and then stripping it down and then building another mediocre team. Like I, I don't understand what, like where they are ever going. It just, it, it's like a weird. Honestly, next year I really truly believe that their quarterback is going to be Jay Fiedler. <laughs> We're going to pull him off the couch. That's right. His backup, is, his backup is going to be Gus Ferrat, oh, and oh, we're going straight to uh, six and ten. Hey, oh, come on. We need Cutler back uh, with that cigarette dangling from his mouth. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Y'all, y'all want a quarterback? $10 million. I'm here. <laughs> smoking Jay. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's been part of their problem, right, is no consistency at all at the quarterback position all these years. That's right. They have done an amazing job of doing this weird rotating door of quarterbacks. They have decided to uh, not stick with anybody for any meaningful period of time, unless they're Jay Fiedler. And, um, yeah, um, I don't know if this is the good time to mention it, but since uh, Brady was drafted in the year 2000, 18 years ago, the Miami Dolphins have had 18 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's embarrassing. Run, you guys, run through you, that list for us. Yeah, here we go. I'm going to try to do this in one breath, but I don't think that's humanly possible. <laughs> Jay Fiedler, Ray Lucas, Brian Greasy, A.J. Feely, Sage Rosenfels, Gus Farratt, Dante Culpepper, Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck, Chad Pennington, Chad Henney, Tyler Thigpen, Matt Moore, Ryan Tannehill, Jacob Lurt, Brock Osweiler. Uh, Damn, he did yeah. it. Nice. Well done. Yeah, he did it. That was impressive. Yeah, you, know was you, oh, God, you know what name you didn't hear? <laughs> Drew Brees. God That's damn right. it. Why Forget that. To us, right? <laughs> we need Dante Culpepper. We don't need Drew Brees because what we would like to do is have two years of a kind of a guy who's beat up instead of, I don't know, 10 to 15 years of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Are you also going to add two Hall of Fame wide receivers for him to throw to? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I guess it'll just be shit then. (laughs) That's right. We don't need that. (sighs) Well, now I'm I'm just a little bit bit depressed. Let's go ahead and... uh, Let's go ahead and um, <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. Jesus, <laughs> let's do our predictions for the Super Bowl. Uh, we've got Rams and Patriots. Uh, I'll start it off here, and uh, as I already explained, with all the underhanded tactics that we all know the Patriots have, I think it's inevitable. Patriots win by a touchdown with less than a minute to go. Uh, probably, uh, almost certainly, on a questionable call. Jake. I am going to go with the Patriots um, by two. I think Adam Vinatieri is going to somehow reappear in their lineup, and he's going to kick a field goal in the snow, whether it's snowing or not, and they're going to get that win by two points. Well, they'll probably send a plow out there, but it's actually in a dome, so uh, I don't think we have to worry about that. (laughs) Debatable. All right. All right. Ryan? (laughs) I predict that if, and I'm hoping it's just an if, and the Rams actually whoop them, but if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, Brady will celebrate by being the center of attention in a Super Bowl Bukake bash. And if you don't know what Bukake <laughs> is, kids, go ahead and Google it. Not you, Ma. Ma, please. Ma, please do not look up Bukake. I mean, if you want to, it's spelled B-U-K-K-A-K-E, but please, I urge you, do not do that. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. There's our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, that's the big game. And uh, we'll check back next week and see how we did. Uh, let's just hope Jake and I are horribly wrong. And you know what? Let's hope Ryan's wrong, too. 
Uh, let's, let's hope that it's not true. I think that's going to happen uh, one way or the other. Poor Mrs. Hendershot. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. I wonder how many so, of our 12 listeners we just lost. <laughs> Probably oh. all the women. <laughs> Come on now, Star Trek is universally loved and adored. Uh, although, Jake, I understand you're have seen all the movies, but haven't really been a big yeah. Fan of I mean, TV shows, don't so. don't get me wrong. Um, like the next generation was really, I know how popular that was. And, and I'm obviously um, familiar with Jean-Luc Picard, but uh, yeah, I, I never watched too many uh, episodes of the TV mm-hmm. shows at all. Uh, Ryan and I are big fans. We grew up with Star Trek, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek, the original series, uh, then the movies, of course, Star Trek II: the wrath of Khan, one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, and then, uh, and then the next generation came along and Picard's great, but, Let's face it, Jimmy T is Jimmy still T? the best Star Trek captain. Uh, although I guess there are some there are some people who may wrongly try to debate that. But uh, Jake, uh, you took a hit for the team, and you have marathoned through the first season of Discovery and caught up on the first two uh, episodes of this season. So uh, we'll take a step back here real quick and talk a little bit about season one. Ryan, let's uh, let's start with you as a longtime fan. What did you think of season one of Star Trek Discovery? I think it was a jumbled mess, but uh, they they did a good job anyway. It's like every episode was like, oh, we have to have a twist. Okay, that's cool. Every episode has a twist of some sort. But when you finally get through the entire arc of the season overall, you're like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, <laughs> that was my take as well, a little bit. Uh, it was There was so much happening, like every single angle that you could possibly think of uh, was covered. Thank God for that, because I didn't want to go to sleep wondering. Yeah, and I got to say that the uh, the lead actress, uh, Sonequa Martin Green, I believe her name is. Yeah, um, I've never been a big How fan you, of sir? her of her work. Uh, I mean, I mean her her character is just not that likable, uh, and that was my biggest problem with season one was just adapting to having the main character not be the captain. I thought was a little like an odd choice. And uh, just like you said, Ryan, it seemed like they were going in a couple of different directions. The show was kind of dark, um, but they uh, definitely spent a lot of money on the special effects. And I think the show found its footing in the second half of the season um, as they uh, headed towards sort of a, a twist ending and a visit to the uh, to the mirror universe over there. So uh, overall, I enjoyed it. And, and I think you guys got to keep it in perspective. Jake, you wouldn't know. But if you've seen any of the premiere episodes from the first couple of series, or even um, Enterprise or Voyager, uh, the first season. Oh, so it only goes up from here. Uh, especially Enterprise, that ghastly fucking theme song. <laughs> Don't make me pull that out again, Ryan, because oh. I will do that. But but you know what? The the first uh, season of of the Next Generation was was pretty bad too. But uh, so now the uh, the second season has debuted on CBS All Access, uh, and that's another discussion about it being only online, but uh, they're doing a pretty good job with it. The first episode was Brother, uh, and that uh, debuted just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Ryan, what'd you think of the uh, season two premiere? Uh, I think it was about an hour long. (laughs) Um, It had uh, a little emo Spock, which was interesting. Um, Yeah. They're introducing this overall arc again um, with uh, religious overtones to it. And I don't know. I'm going to give it a chance, see where it goes. I mean, I still like the production value. I still like the special effects. Um, But I'm going to hold Are you warming up to Michael Burnham yet? No, that's not going to happen. But uh, some of the other like ancillary characters, they're starting to get more screen time. Uh, We don't really know much about them. But we didn't know much about Mr. Sulu until like season three of the original series. So, well, I think it takes a little while to get to know any of the characters. And if you tried to shoehorn in backstories for the whole bridge crew in season one, it would have been even more of a jumbled mess uh, than it was. So, Jake, uh, what did you think there? You you marathoned all the way through these, um, so you probably have a pretty good perspective of yeah. season one going right into season two. What'd you I mean, think it was, about it Brother was, the, um... the premiere? 
I, I mean, I definitely agree with you guys. I kind of like um, where they're going with it. It's not as dark, really, as season one. And uh, I, I didn't, I didn't really hate Michael Burnham um, all that. Much. Like, I don't despise her. I guess like Ryan does, but it's hard to like have a good positive, uh, <laughs> you know, relationship with your audience when your first act is a uh, mutiny. That's kind of a tough one to come back from. Like I'm going to I'm going to yeah. use my little uh, my death pinch yeah, on yeah. the captain and I'm going to try to start a war even though it was the right choice. But uh you know, mutiny. But um yeah, oh, I man. She knew the death pinch. <laughs> like what the fuck is that, man? Uh well, she she grew up as we learned in this episode, uh you know, uh and there's full spoilers here, so sorry we didn't warn you earlier. Um she uh was adopted by Spock's family. And uh, and raised with him, so she grew up among Vulcans. Apparently, that's one of the self defense techniques that they teach you. I, I enjoyed. Uh, I, I'm enjoying this. I think a little more than you guys have. Um, I did really enjoy this uh, first episode of, of season two. Yeah, I, I like that uh, too. I, I was. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was happy that they actually awesome. did that. Like at the end of season one, they they kind of bring that that twist on there, and um, yeah, I, I actually like the guy who's uh, playing. Uh, Christopher Pike as well because you know like I said I, or like you said I, I have seen the movies so I you know the guy in the in the movie who plays Christopher Pike is a is a oh, spoiler alert different guy um, but he does a I think he does a pretty good job yeah. yeah I like him a lot now are you aware of the backstory of Christopher Pike because that's um, in the original he, series you may know he was it. a fish you know what happens and to then him. he turns into a man <laughs> oh not the same Christopher no, Pike. No, Sorry, that's not exactly right. it. No, in the uh, in the original series, for those of, of our listeners that don't know, uh, Christopher Pike was the original captain before James T. Kirk, and uh, he was uh, he was cast as the captain in uh, in the first premiere episode of the original series. Now that pilot didn't go over so well, so they decided to recast and reshoot. Uh, but they ended up using some of that footage in, in the actual pilot. What happens is Christopher Pike is, uh, uh, this is at the end of that mission. So he's already been through the episode, uh, The Cage, in the original series. Um, at some point, though, he is in a wheelchair. Uh, and if you remember, Ryan, I know you know this, uh, he, he ends up testifying. And all he can do is is beep at people. <laughs> One yeah. beep, yes, two oh, beeps, that's no. That, that's how he ends up. I'm like, really? That's... That, that's what you have in the fucking 25th century beep one three s two for no come on apparently yeah now at the end of that episode he does end up back with some aliens uh who can give him the illusion of of uh, full motion and a life so I, I guess it's sort of a happy ending but um it does allude a little bit to that there are some easter eggs in the episode um uh, that that sort of bring that up and then, uh, of course, what do you guys think about the decision to have Spock? Like, in you know, we don't actually see Spock in this first episode, but he's talked about it. Um, I think I mentioned this before in an earlier uh, podcast episode, but yeah. hashtag not my Spock. Um, I still agree. Know, yes, Spock square jaw. <laughs> and, Lost Spock square jaw. <laughs> well, that's uh. <laughs> That's it. Now, so, th- so that was brother. I think we all had mixed emotions about that. It didn't suck. Uh, it looks good on screen. Uh, I feel like they're headed in the right direction. The second episode came along and it was a little different than that. Uh, the, you know, sort of plot heavy stuff we got last year. It was more of a planet of the week. Ryan, what'd you think of new Eden? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Frakes directed it and he was the guy who played, um, <laughs> number one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say Wesley Crusher. That's not it. No, anyway, yeah, no. he was the first officer on the original or Next Generation. Um, Riker. Yeah, so I mean, he's familiar with the uh, the Gene Roddenberry vision, and it kind of feels like it was a throwback to that. But you know who actually does Gene Roddenberry Star Trek better than today's Star Trek is uh, that show, The Orville, by Seth MacFarlane. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I haven't only seen a couple episodes of that, but um, I've heard it uh, started off a little weak and then it's gotten a lot stronger since it's, since it's moved along. Uh, it is much better than I thought it was going to be. Unfortunately, they, you know, lost. Uh, I mean, they didn't lose, but she left the show. Uh, the cutest chick on there, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> that's not the only reason I watched it. Damn <laughs> Ryan it. I was going to say that killed it for away. you, didn't it, Ryan? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, uh, all right. So, so you had mixed emotions about New Eden. I actually uh, liked it. It was Jake. Like, what did you think? It's a completely different turn from the rest of it, and I kind of like the direction that they're going in uh, with the. Uh, I, I don't know how to really describe it. The angel, but possibly not really an angel uh, thing. But it's. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool thing that they found, like you know, the civilization on a on a planet that they have no idea how it got there, and they go down there and. It's like this weird Amish world, but not really. Um, I don't know. It was it was fun to watch. I was entertained by it. I was just going to say uh, that it's it's a it was a common trope in in the previous uh, series where um, they come upon a planet and it has sort of a pre warp uh, like pre space travel civilization, and uh, you know then they have to debate whether right. or not to uh, violate the prime directive and uh, you know uh, that sort of thing. So in, in that way, it was a, a big throwback, Ryan. Uh, the feeling I get from that last episode is that the next few episodes in particular are going to be what's called in like, uh, you know, role-playing game parlance, yeah. uh, fetch quests, you know, like, uh, you have to go and, uh, get this item and save this person over here and then you'll get your next yeah. task. Yeah, they're using those uh, signals as like a MacGuffin. Uh, it's it's, it's the like the the medial yeah. tasks of like the video game that you're playing. All right, I got to go get all these things so I can finally get to the boss. Jesus, how long is this going to take? Oh, seven episodes. I actually uh, I enjoyed New Eden. Uh, I think I liked it a little more than the first episode. Uh, it's specifically because it's a sort of a throwback with that planet of the week. And I especially enjoyed the scene where Christopher Pike goes back to the planet uh, and talks to the guy, the scientist guy who, who just wants confirmation that they're not alone and that earth still exists. Uh, and the guy asks him, do you, are you, do you have a ship, you know, that flies among the stars? And he just sort of gives him this weird smile, goofy smile. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, almost embarrassed to, or almost like, he's like, yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so, yeah, uh, I, and you ain't <laughs> never going to see it, bitch. Ah. <laughs> I, I kept thinking, uh, should yeah. you take this guy with you? He wants to go back to earth. That's where they're from. You, you know what I mean? But no, we're just going to leave him stranded so far away that the only ship that can get to them is the disco, uh, that can, you know, sort of teleport. So, uh, you're just like peace, guys. Good luck on this planet. I hope there's not another. Uh, I hope there's not another like uh, asteroid. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're just like. Yeah, um, I mean, the guy was just kind of like ba- basically like having manners. He's like, I don't want to ask to go with you guys, but like, can you give me a ride? Maybe I'm stuck with these Amish people who don't believe in electricity, <laughs> and you guys have a spaceship. Uh, yeah, you see my predicament. And he's like, here, I'm. I'm good. I'm going to give you this power source, which will make you the envy of all the other cities on this planet, and they'll yep. go to war with you and kill your people and yeah. try to steal it. I think it would, it would have been awesome yeah, if like, he didn't charge that thing, and like <laughs> half an hour after he leaves, it just shuts off. It's like, oh, shit, man. Should have used all these lights for like 30 seconds at night. This sucks. I gave him that camera. <laughs> Well, uh, so I, that was a pretty good start uh, for season two. Uh, the third episode uh, airs on CBS All Access on uh, on Thursday. Now, uh, some of the news that's been coming out lately, one more thing to mention. Uh, you know, uh, Picard is back in his uh, series, uh, and they're talking about maybe quarter four of this year. So maybe we'll see it in November uh, or something like that. Uh, but uh, Frakes, uh, when talking about directing this episode, New Eden, uh, also mentioned, you know, that Picard is no longer a captain uh, in this new series. Uh, to me, that seemed kind of obvious. What do you think, Ryan? Well, I saw some uh, article describe it as it's going to be basically a 10 hour long movie. So right. kind of like, I mean, I think they're kind of alluding to like a Game of Thrones style uh season and series but um i don't know uh, well yeah definitely check it out whatever it is they whatever it is they came up with uh it was it was enough to convince patrick stewart to come back uh, which was not an easy thing to do Uh, and he said in in that article that he had his doubts going into the meeting but then you know he ended up uh, having those uh, you know, having those fears taken care of in the meeting and, and he ended up signing on. So they did say they were hoping it would go more than one season and I can't see how it wouldn't. And you got to think it's going to get huge ratings, right, Ryan, uh, when it comes back. So they're definitely going to throw a lot of money in the, in that first season too. They will get huge ratings asterisk. 
uh, from their fan base. I mean, by now, you know whether whether or not you like Star Trek. Um, if you don't, you're probably not going to watch it. If you are a fan, you're definitely going to watch it. And maybe I know I will. Do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, isn't that all they have? Uh, CBS All Access. They've got their CBS shows, which all suck. Uh, but basically, all their new content is they become the Star Trek channel. Uh, and so uh, now there's another series they're talking about starting in 2020, and it will focus on um, on Captain Giorgio uh, and uh, her antics in the like, I guess, the uh, Federation's version of the CIA. Uh, they're like black ops or something like that. So it uh, looks like uh, this time next year, there will be three Star Trek series on at the same time. So um, that's Star Trek Discovery. We're going to continue following that, uh, you know, throughout the rest of this season and bringing you all the latest Star Trek news. Uh, sorry to everyone out there who hates Star Trek, but uh, what kind of human being are you? Uh, if you, you know, if Star you Trek, do hate Star, Star Trek, Trek, you had your chance to tell us. You had your chance to tell us what you want to hear. We're here to please the fans, like, in all ways. No, seriously, like, all ways. <laughs> but oh, that's not the way to get listeners, Ryan. It's got to communicate with us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Earlier, we were talking a little bit about your road rage, Ryan. And um, one of the worst things about South Florida uh, are snowbirds. And when they return, uh, it means the roads are deadly. Now, uh, Jake, I hope you don't mind me, uh, you know, saying this about you. Well, no, it's your job. Oh, uh, you work as a CDL driver. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that. uh, uh, Never mind. Go ahead. Yes, I'm a CDL driver. So I think you probably have more horror stories of these people on the road. Yeah, there are, actually today I was driving. Um, I was on my way back to uh, the warehouse uh, that we all park our trucks at. And uh, somebody decided that uh, they were going to turn into my lane whether they were actually past my truck or not. So I got to slam on the brakes with 80,000 pounds worth of green beans in the truck and almost die. But... Uh, it happens every day, so I'm not. Uh, it's nothing that I'm not used to. And uh, I mean, honestly, the the main thing that people are doing. I mean, and we, I'm sure we all do it, or uh, at some point, you know, some point in our lives, we've done it. Is just looking at our phones while we're driving. But uh, what really grinds my gears is uh, people who literally are lit, like they're just in their they're they're just they got their phone in their hand, they're looking at it. They're not even paying attention to the road at all. They're just driving this bullet down the highway at 75 miles an hour. They're weaving in and out of traffic, no turn signal, just looking at that phone because, you know, they, they got to check and see who liked their picture on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I almost die about three or four times a day. It's good stuff. Uh, damn That's people. right. Jake is a family man. One day my Don't kids are going to look back and be like, wow, I guess that Facebook <laughs> post wasn't that important. Well, when you combine all those people on their phone with the old people who can't use phones, uh, but turn left from the far right lane uh, <laughs> or on a two lane highway, they uh, they like to go 30 miles an hour next to each other so that you can't get past them. Uh, you combine all that together, and uh, the roads mm-hmm. in South Florida are pretty bad. We can't give those people cancer fast Dan. enough. Dan, just... <laughs> and Dan, just to uh, refresh the listeners' memories, um, you were actually working in the service industry for quite a while down here. You have any? Uh... That's right. I I did. I spent about fifteen years uh, in the service industry, working in restaurants as a server, and then later as a manager, and. Um, Oh, the uh, the trains against the snowbirds, they're the worst. They are always the worst. They show up for the sunset menu, you know, that discount menu you get between like four and six o'clock. Uh, they uh, have all sorts of demands. Uh, and then they tell you how great you are and leave you a dollar. Uh, and it used to happen to me all the time because I, I, I just didn't have it into me being mean to them. Uh, so they would they would request me uh, and then, you know, I would lose a real table to somebody else while I had to take care of those uh, those you know, paying the ass old people that would leave me 75 cents or a dollar or something like that. So uh, that was the worst part. And they, they just complain about goddamn everything. Damn it, people. Dan has cats to feed. Tip that right. man. They eat a lot. They, they eat a lot of food. <laughs> you shouldn't give them people food. I mean, uh, I don't. What are you saying? At least he doesn't have an alligator. I don't know what you mean. 
That's right. <laughs> Yet. He's got to get rid of all those cats. <laughs> My cats would beat it up. <laughs> but uh, you've worked in uh, you've worked in retail in the service industry before, Ryan. So you know my pain. Well, Dan, I actually had some thoughts on that. Oh God! You gotta be fucking kidding me! You gotta be fucking kidding me! Sure. Florida gets spared the shitty weather almost everyone else has to put up with during the winter, but we get something much, much worse. Abominable snowbirds. And the North is not sending its best and brightest. Hardly. These crossity old twat wrinkles cling to life for the sole purpose of making everyone else's existence as miserable as fucking possible. It starts with them fucking driving. Oh, you're retired and have absolutely nowhere to be? Might as well get on the fucking roads at rush hours and drive 10 miles under the fucking speed limit while honest people are trying to get to work or school. What? You can't drive in the rain, so don't. But no, that would be that would make too much sense. I guess just get on I-95 and drive barely above an idling speed while in the fast lane with your hazard lights on because fuck everyone else and their tight asses that haven't been ravaged by time in a 1950s diet. If you want to be a daredevil in Florida... Just try riding a motorcycle between the months of October and May. And Jesus, fuck! Jesus! Why are you crusty bitches here for so fucking long? October to May? Suck on my left nut until my right nut gets jealous and starts to have self-confidence issues. You motherfuckers certainly know how to overstay your fucking welcome. And pray to whatever gods you or your ancestors hold dear if you happen to work in a service or retail industry. How do so many Northerners have such a plantation mindset with people of every race? Oh, you're going to snap your fingers at a restaurant server? Bitch, do you like those fingers on your hand or do you want them shoved all the way up your loose hemorrhoid infested ass? Oh, you want to talk to a manager because the cashier won't let you return a book you allegedly bought at the store five years ago with no receipt, even though five years ago the space was a pet shop? Get the fuck out of here. No, seriously. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck building a wall on the border of Mexico. Build one around Florida. And let's be more discretionary as to who we let live here for seven fucking months of the year. And in case you listeners couldn't tell, I no longer work for tips. So, yeah. Fuck off, abominable snowbirds. You bitter old bundles of varicose veins. And that's a brick of truth to your face. Courtesy of the Angry Masons. Ryan, that was a well-deserved rant today. I agree with you 100%. I just want to point out that it's not ageist. I just hate everyone of all ages who come Uh, down here. I'm sorry, I missed the whole rant. Can you go start over again? See, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be happy to. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. No, he'll he'll blow a fucking blood vessel. (laughs) You know, actually, I'm... do two uh, rants in a row. (laughs) uh, Yeah, my head's... Ryan, just pick yourself up off the floor. You're almost Uh done. Yep, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. All, All right. right. Well, we better get out of here before Ryan strokes out. So, uh, Jake, thank you very much uh, for joining us today and being an honorary Mason. We hope you'll return and uh, hopefully you'll keep up with Star Trek Disco there. And uh, Oh, maybe definitely. And I appreciate and, uh, it. Thank you, guys. Thoughts. This was a lot of fun. Jake, you knocked awesome. it out of the park. This is actually our longest running podcast episode My of pleasure, all time. Guys. This thank was you. awesome. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, listeners, if you uh, want to get a hold of us, you can find us on facebook.com slash angrymasons. Uh, you can also email us directly, angrymasons at catlover.com. Uh. Our Twitter, ha- Twitter handle <laughs> is at angrymasons. You can uh, always download new episodes on soundcloud.com slash angrymasons. Or you can find us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and now iTunes. And please, everyone... Give us a nice review on iTunes so more people can discover the show. Yeah, I mean, don't go crazy with it because if we stay on iTunes, then I have to live up to my part of the deal and find us an intern. And you know how hard it is to find sexy <laughs> interns these days? It's not That's happening. That's right, Ryan. I got us on iTunes. It's your turn. Get us an intern to do all the free work. All right. So you know what? I don't give a fuck if you look like Quasimodo up in this bitch. 
if you want to be an intern, just uh, drop us a line at, you know, what he just said. That's right. Angry Masons at catlever.com. So until next time, have a great week, everybody. Bye.